Well, hello, Leanna. Hello, Ed. How you doing? Uh, I. Uh, it's been a long week. It's been a lot. They're all long weeks lately, aren't they? It, it is, but this has been a dealing with non-apologies, apologies weeks. I don't like those weeks. Um, you, you know, people who you know are trying in terms of social stuff, but they just don't get it. And it's a unique kind of stress because you have no idea how much to just let go and how much to like, because you're not going to get any better, but how much to stand on ceremony, because if you let them do it this time, you're saying it's okay to do it. Um, you just made me stressed listening yeah. to your stress. Yeah, like thank you. It, it, yeah, it's it's one of those things. That I don't like non-apology apologies. <clears throat> and, and, then, and people are more aware now of what is and isn't a non-apology apology. Some, some people aren't though, right? They're trying to adapt the story you feel that way. Well, um, there's one non-apology apology that I remember. And it took me a while to figure out why this wasn't a good enough apology. And I apologize for the bleep. Uh, but that apology is, F you if you can't take a joke. That's not an apology. Well, so I've discovered, uh, you know, you get older, you get a little wiser. Well, uh, uh, okay, that was interesting. Um, this, is, this is when someone actually uses the word sorry. Um. The one that gets me politicians do all the time, I regret something. Not, What's wrong with regretting I, things? You're well, admitting you did okay. something wrong. Regretting that something happens doesn't mean you're sorry for what you did. Well, how about I regret that I? Well, okay, that's better. But what's wrong with saying I'm sorry? I, I You know what? There's an aversion to it. I know the masculine challenged people who think that no, you know admitting what? fault means that your uh, penis what? is going to shrivel up and take this, your uh, sex with it. Something I noticed the Hillary Clinton campaign got her to do. They got her to say she regretted something instead of apologizing because they teach politicians never apologize. Yeah. But, it, you know. I think that's wrong. I think that's outdated. I think no matter what their focus groups say people appreciate a proper apology and it really isn't that hard so i don't understand why people don't do it and the one the one i got this week i'm sorry that's how it read all right what should that so is no, okay in this situation i'm gonna try to guess in yeah. this situation uh person a who made that statement said something it was that he didn't intend to communicate a particular thing right. um it did wind up somewhere between him and the person receiving it which i guess might have been you um, okay do you there want to know the actual there comment? was a misunderstanding like, like not 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 to talk any not to spill any tea or anything like that but it was of the form well it's fine for people just beginning to learn something after saying i don't like that term a term i just used I don't like that term. And I was like, well, okay. I don't terribly care if you like the term. Well, okay. It's fine for somebody who's just beginning. And I said, that's condescending. That's well, unless the person is just beginning, right? Well, yeah, not me. 
it, not in this case. I don't know and, what I don't know what somebody could say you were just beginning to do. Well, just just beginning to well, there are some things I'm just beginning to do. You know, I'm just beginning to learn threads, you know, the social media thing, because it's new. But this was not something that was it, it was a philosophical point. It was dumb. But it when someone says that was condescending, saying, I'm sorry, that's how it read is additional condescension. And the thing is, I don't necessarily and, and this is the question of is condescension only deliberate? Uh, why are you taxing my head? I don't Cause, know cause, if because these because no, there, no, I there don't are think, people. I don't think it's always deliberate. I think I mean there's all human beings. I mean somehow Han Solo understands what uh, Chewbacca saying, and the Guardians uh, of the Galaxy understand what Groot is saying every time he yeah. says "I am Groot" and it means something different. But with human beings, um, sometimes I mean words are imprecise. Or you say something imprecisely, or it means something in your head, but when it comes out, someone else's frame of reference, it means something else. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you don't intend something, the best way to show you don't intend something is to understand why it was that thing you were trying to avoid, right? So doing that, uh, I'm sorry, that's how it read, is I don't really care about this. I'm not going to change, but I feel bad that there's a conflict. And it drives right, me crazy. All right, I see your point. Yeah, it it isn't putting in the effort to actually fix the problem. And that's everywhere now. People just want things to be okay, but they don't actually they aren't actually interested in fixing the problem because too many people can't separate did a bad thing from am a bad person and not even did a bad thing just did a thing that was you know okay learning experience right like at the very least say yeah i i totally see how that came across as condescending and if you don't can you just say uh, can you tell me how that, why that came across that way? Is that all right? Well, you gotta attempt to try to understand because the whole idea is getting the person to believe you didn't intend it and you're not going to do it again. Right. And if, Which, you're, not... if you're saying you didn't know how it did that or didn't know why it hit that and it's saying, how did it do that? That's you saying, I want to know so okay. I don't do it again. Okay. How do I, how did that happen is different from, I don't know how that happened. Actually asking is inquiring. It means you care. I don't know how that happened is washing your hands of it. All right. I see your point. Um, for me this week uh, is the week that, uh, that I, I lost the ability to have any patience or civility with the ignorant masses, uh, the the Great Reset and the the oh, it took you this long? Yeah, the the uh, the anti-trans, the 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 indoctrinating in schools complaints by which are complaints by parents who wish to indoctrinate their children at home and at school. Like I just uh, the 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 rationales that they give. 
the the explanations and rationales they give for things like uh, what Trump has done. Like the it's just I had it. And so on. I've been avoiding Twitter X mostly because I can't stand the ignorance. This week when I went on, I was like, this is it. I am not uh, going to debate with you because that implies that what you're saying is makes the topic debatable. It is not. The topic may be debatable. What you are saying are not debate points. They're nonsense. They're gut feelings. They're uh, xenophobia. And I am not giving you the oxygen to continue to do this. So I went out there and I made statements and I went after certain people and told statements. them what I really think of them. Um, yes. I, 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 you know, hey, Elon Musk says free speech is okay. Well, I... I'm calling these people out for what they are, and I don't have patience anymore. I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not going to entertain their nonsense. If someone comes with a point of view that is based in some form of fact, and not fact in quotation marks, which is them saying that their gut feeling and some stray thing they read from another sphincter on uh, the internet is a fact. If somebody has like a fact and we have a different perspective on it, right. all right. And if they're coming with good, legitimately good intentions, they they have a legitimate uh, belief in X, Y, or Z that is founded in something other than your guy did it or my guy did it. Um, I will have a, a decent discussion slash debate, but these idiots with their stupid comments, no, I have zero patience for it. Uh, and I challenged them. One guy said he used to be a liberal, but he saw the wokeness coming. What? And, yeah, he, he saw the wokeness coming and he left. And uh, I said, OK, what was the wokeness you saw? He says, you're smart. You figure it out. I said, no, 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 I'm not. the. It's not my perspective that matters here. It's yours. What was what's the wokeness? And he says, well, I saw that it happened. So I was 100 percent right. I said, all right. So you're 100 percent right about something that you can't actually put into words like well it's a feeling and an unwillingness to step away from that feeling yeah you know what i'm going to uh verbally beat these people black and blue because oh, i've where, had it that's where i've been for a while now you got to be careful that they don't take something you say out of context because they love to do that but i, I don't just... you know what i don't even care because it's them taking it out of context. So who's going to listen to them? Other people as stupid as them. Did you see that beautiful quote from the um, uh, uh, the child and youth advocate in New Brunswick said about that school policy change? Which policy change? Well, the one about um, non-binary and transgender students. That they have to get their parents' they, permission. Yeah, they have to get parental consent before they can change their preferred name. Right. They're called at school or pronouns. And, it, you know, child, advo- child and youth advocate sounds so vague, but it was actually a uh, finding. Like, it's a government finding, a report of 100 pages. But it basically said that it, it violated the rights of children to require... Uh, parental approval to call a kid a nickname at school and the this guy said the parent has a right to teach their values to a child the parent does not have the right to a state apparatus to force the child to live by their values 
Well, yeah, that I is mean, so beautiful. Yeah, and that's absolutely true. Like, you know, they say, okay, here's the thing. Here's another thing. The people who are all about this parental rights in schools, parental rights in schools, they keep making statements, and this is typical of what the right does. They misrepresent the uh, the position of those opposed to them oh, yeah. as something completely ridiculous that no one supports, even the people opposed them. Well, okay, and they'll then... find one person that says something bizarre and treats that as what they really think. So not no one. It's not that no one's... So I can find somebody saying something crazy about... Bad crazy about anything. It's not that no one supports that position, but it is... It is a, a unique view. It is an isolated, an isolated opinion. Well, here are the things that they say that um, one guy, um, when we were younger, we didn't need uh, people didn't need teachers to tell them that they were gay. And it's like, OK, first of all, you're hearkening back. He says, you know, he, they figured it out for themselves and and handled it themselves. It's like, yeah, let's 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 talk about those idyllic days when kids were taught uh, kids who knew that they were different gay or trans or whatever, had to hide it and hate, learn to hate themselves and had miserable lives. Yeah, let's go back to that because it didn't affect you. But also, nobody is saying, no. okay, when I say nobody, to, to your point, I mean nobody rational. That's what they jump on, though. They get you saying nobody believes this and then they find one person. You're right. From now on, I'm going to say no rational person. No rational person is suggesting that teachers should be telling kids that they are gay or trans. Children know that they are gay or trans or know that they're different somehow if they haven't been given the language to understand it. Yeah. All the teachers are saying is, if this is how you feel. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Don't hate yourself. And if you yeah. have a, a problem with a teacher saying, do not hate yourself to a kid, well, screw you. Yeah. Yeah, but that I mean, they 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 are really good. Well, they're good at mimicking this point that they say, uh, you know, you say nobody believes this is like, this does. And then they, but then they get you to catch 22 because then they say nobody is challenging this. And then it's I'm challenging it. Well, prove it. They try to have it both ways that they want to they want the LGBTQ umbrella at war with each other so then if somebody disagrees with one person they can go look even this person shows that they don't like woke and i am so sick of the whole woke thing i at this point it doesn't mean anything when well, even that twit another, donald trump a, can't come up with some nonsense that it that it uh, means it means a, nothing it's, it's like somebody another word that was created by black america that white america ruined uh yes one of many. Um, I know that's a contentious statement, but I don't care. In it's not contentious. Case, it's it's historically factual. Well, yeah, it's it was African-American vernacular English, and it was about consciousness. And for for some reason, the white left appropriated it while lecturing people about a cultural about cultural appropriation. And then the right used it to mock the white leftists that sounded ridiculous and now it's only the right that uses it guy accuses me yesterday of virtue signaling and so i pointed out all right 
If you think I am virtue signaling, you're saying that the statements I'm making that I say I believe are statements of virtue, which means that they are virtuous, which means that there is a purity to them. Well, yeah, and- virtue, virtue signaling means someone going, look at what a good person I am instead of actually doing the work. Yeah, but that's not the way this, these guys use no, it. No, they misuse it. Yeah, and I said, so what you were saying is what the thing that I am saying, the, the, the opinions I'm expressing are opinions of virtue so or have virtue so you opposing it what does it say about you who opposes something that is virtuous and of course there's no answer well there is an answer yeah what it says is they are sphincters no what uh, somebody said that to me when i've accurately accused them of virtue signaling and i said the position you're arguing is impossible to uphold you're asking people to become hypocrites because no one can meet the standard you're claiming. Right. That's that's how I respond to that. Well, you're saying it's virtuous. No, it's not. It's impossible. Perfect is the enemy of the good. These people. I mean, and then there's the and that's a good answer you give. But then there's these uh, guys who for a while have been saying hey, Ed Sock is communist slash socialist. And I, someone you? made that comment about one of my tweets. I said, hey, and I can't tell you what I called them. Um, I said, there is nothing in my statement which refers to any economic theory or economic yeah. principle. Yeah. You have no idea what communist or socialist or communism and socialism actually are. You're just throwing them out there because yeah. you're an ignorant sphincter. And these are keywords that your idiot masters well they're not they're they're masters of idiots i should say have told you use these it it you know it binds these morons together around these flash words and i said you have no idea what you're even talking about factually these people who say they're conservative are not conservatives they are rejectionists conservatism is a specific philosophy which can be applied in different ways but yeah. root comes from the philosophy of uh slow change not no right. change right and uh an economic belief that the state should have as limited a role yeah. as possible in the lives of its citizens yeah um, and these people are trying to make the state as powerful in the lives of individuals as possible that's right. They think the state should override, override uh, doctors' opinions, medical yeah. opinions, parental opinions. When these guys don't like the parents' opinions, they yeah. think the and and they think that people should be forced to have to to give birth by the state. And then they say we're conservative. No, you're not conservative. Being anti-liberal uh, thinking is not conservative. It's no. anti. It's, it's not, anti-liberal. It's not, yeah. Yeah. It's not conservative. You guys have ruined the term conservative, just like in the states, Republicans, the Republicans who support Trump call uh, traditional Republicans rhinos, Republican in name yeah. only. No, the fact is, you idiots. Trump is the ultimate rhino. Yeah. He used to be a Democrat. Yeah, he he him and the uh, hillbillies that support him. And when I say hillbillies, hey, that's an I don't, insult to hillbillies. I don't it's mean not hillbillies. I don't mean that they're all uneducated or poor. I mean that they've got these rump of ideas. No, they, just, okay, but hillbillies are the ones that are that can't vote because they're the ones that are in the areas that are underserviced by by polling stations. 
Well, they also can't well, vote because... I know because some fine hillbillies. They're also, they also can't vote because uh, areas where uh, hillbillies live have been ravaged by the opiate uh, problems. No, but... the, 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 the bizarre thing about Trumpers is they're upper-middle-class suburbanites. Yeah, a lot of them. The people who got yeah. to uh, Washington, D.C. on January 6th, they didn't ride their bike or hitchhike there. No. Some of them took private planes. Yeah, those were the people that had the money to go there and get a hotel and all that stuff. It's it's the same that if you look at, you know, uh, GTA voting patterns. The 905 is a different planet than, than you know, Toronto proper. For those who don't know what the 905 is, uh, the 905 is the ring of suburbs and exurbs around the city of Toronto. Yeah, they talk they talk about the six a lot, the four one six area mm-hmm. code. The nine oh five though is the the place that decides elections and you know tends to vote more conservative, though that it's a checkerboard, but it's definitely more conservative than the city proper. But this is where the, the population is booming and the messaging to the suburbs just sucks. And so these these it, remember Eric from a former radio station we used to work at. We were supposed oh, yeah. to target like white guy in the suburbs, two kids married. You know, of course, heterosexual and white. And the and his name is Eric. They yeah. took they created this demographic ideal of who yeah. they were aiming for, and they yeah. gave the demographic ideal the name Eric. Yeah, and the problem is that that's not the demographic ideal anymore. And the Eric's of the world are freaking out about that. They they have there's never been a period in history where college educated white men did less well than anyone else. And we're hitting that point. And of course, that's going to cause some issues for people. And we don't care. Bow to progress is the wrong message. Well, are they not doing better than anyone or are they just not doing as well as their parents did, which was the paradigm for many generations do better than your parents? They're not doing as well as their parents, but in some ways they're not even doing as well as white women in the same demographic. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, less educated, less job security, um, poorer health outcomes, but that's been true for a while. It, it's just, you know, there isn't, we can't we can't say there's no wage gap or anything like that, but that's just because the if you look at the disparities among men of any demographic, but notably white men, the the very top and the very bottom are much greater extremes than among white women. And so it's that everybody but the tippy top, the tippy top, you know, the top 10 percent is covering up that everybody else is doing less well. And because men are so tied, their self-worth is so tied to external things like career and social status, there's a crisis and we're not messaging to that crisis. The liberals have basically went, well, white men are not going to vote for it. white straight men are not going to vote for us even some white gay men will not vote liberal because it's you know if you want to be rich vote conservative the messaging stinks but i'm not sure that 
it's going to take a few generations to fix the problem of equality. More equality feels like they're falling behind. It's just the psychological reactance that really takes time to overcome. Well, and... it's like if these people who I grew up uh, as being below me uh, economically and socially and stuff, if they start to pull up to level with me in their mind, that means that they have dropped, not that the others have risen. I, I don't think it's just that, though, that is part of it. It's that there is social training. And the thing that's interesting about psychology stuff now with with checking for trans people, actually including trans people in studies, is that they're finding that whether you were assigned male or assigned female at birth correlates more strongly with certain things than your actual gender identity. So, right, that's, uh, I love that you know things because yeah, I, you bring facts to my rage, but, which well, is a good thing. Well, it's interesting because it's not everything, right? There are some things when we look at the brain patterns of trans men and trans women, they more closely resemble their 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 gender identity as opposed to their gender assigned at birth. We know that. But then certain social problems, because of the training, they can't quite shake. And that just shows how much this stuff is a combination of innate qualities and social conditioning. And it's the social conditioning part of men and women respond very differently to pushback from women than from men. All right, you know what? This is a rich topic for us to mine uh, on another show. I think people can only take so much fact and information and statistics and knowledge well, um, I, at one I, sitting. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of what I was saying, that um, it you can't, you can't combat emotion with facts. You have to combat emotion with emotion. And but, that's what I'm doing on Twitter by beating the crap out of these morons. Well, maybe we should go to break and talk about that more when we come back. All right, other things we want to talk about today include the uh, first big uh, hunt for Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster, in over 50 years using uh -huh. modern technology that they didn't have then. Um, Blue Beetle coming out at the box office. Uh, uh, maybe the Mandela effect. And maybe we'll talk about that orange uh, globster in the States getting indicted again. To globster? Me, yeah, I'm just... Uh, fascinated again by how the republicans have co-opted and turned the message it's fascinating to me um many of these things will be talked about perhaps none of them i don't know but that's part of the mystery of listening to me and liana so stick around and we'll see what happens all right let's talk about what you wanted to talk about okay the whole thing about dunking on morons for lack of a better term. Yeah, that's um, MAGA, that, MAGA that is the term I would give it. I would yeah, I I've been stomping on as I said, I've been stomping on morons on Twitter, partially because um I can and I'm good at it. And I think there yeah. are people on my side of the fence who are tired of these other people 
always being the ones who are uh, uh, aggressive and demeaning to others. And it's like, we need our own. And that's me. Well, that if that's what you're intending to do, then you're messaging correctly. Because, you. you know, we do need I mean, it's the whole dark Brandon thing. Right. Which Biden. Explain that for people who don't know what it is. Um, the, I can't say the word that begins the meme, but there was I believe it was a NASCAR event where uh, the crowd was chanting blank Joe Biden. And the announcer said they were chanting, let's go, Brandon. Because he was because he misheard them or he was covering it up. We're not sure. But either way, let's go. Brandon became social media code for F Joe an expletive. Biden. The, th the thing you see on anti Trudeau flags right. uh, up here. Right. Um, and so and, and like, OK, that's more clever than the anti Trudeau flags. That's part of the issue I have with the anti Trudeau flags. Right. Uh, that's a tangent. But so. The in, something happened with Biden, and somebody created a meme with Biden with like you know uh, backlit and like the Homelander eyes, the laser eyes, right? Um, and it got named Dark Brandon. Well, Biden picked up on this meme and started doing little shoutouts to Dark Brandon, and people went bananas because suddenly the Democrats did something cool. And Joe Biden's campaign is now selling dark Brandon merchandise on their site. It accounts for 76% of their click-through traffic. See, this is what you got to do. In some cases, yeah. you got to have voices um, like yours and some others um, who are able to rationally look at these people and the craziness and uh, provide information that reasonable people can understand that counters the nonsense. And okay, then but, you got to have people like me who are hammers. Okay, but you can, you know, do a bit more while you're hammering. I give actual uh, information that counters what they're saying, and I hammer them. Yeah, but okay, there's hammering and then there's dehumanizing. They're the not thing, human. Yeah, they are human. Mm. They are human. I need they're proof. Terrible humans. I think they're, they're scrolls. They're they're humans. And this is the the cycle of dehumanization that the right does to the left and the left does to the right. That's part of the problem. The if you if you are human and want to be treated as human then act in a human, humane manner. If you don't, then but, you're, okay. then you're, uh, you're Cro-Magnet. But that's exactly whatever. my point. Dunk, but don't sink to their level. Remember well, that that is a person. Remember, I hear what you're saying, and there's validity to it, but you remember what happened with when they go low, we go high. It sent Trump to the White House. Oh, I, I, that doesn't work. No, that doesn't work. And no one should be expected to just absorb everything. But you have to keep in mind as as a more progressive person, you you cannot afford to lose the moral high ground. That is the arithmetic of pain that MAGA 
uses. They're already in the gutter. So they can behave as rotten as they want and they lose nothing. What they're trying to do is provoke you to make you look bad so they can run around and say, see, they're no better than we are. These people are hypocrites. Well, I'm kind of artful about that. And that and yeah, as long as it's above the belt, do the gut punch, but don't hit below the belt. Um, All right. I, I mean, yes, there is a limit beneath which. You things don't like, go. Well, things like don't go after someone's appearance that has nothing to do with their horrible. No, that's 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 a very, very weak. If you're only come back to somebody making a statement of a political or social thing is to criticize the way they look. You yeah. have lost. You have like, no you have nothing to stand on. If you're going after someone's looks has nothing to do with their words, except in the case. And I have to say this, except in the case of these slobsters who, uh, male slobsters, who will go on and criticize a woman's appearance. Not just famous women, but they'll look at a picture of somebody's social media and criticize. And it's like, okay, who the hell are you, Adonis, to be going and criticizing somebody else's appearance? Look in the freaking mirror. Though this is what I've noticed that people with who people who are very insecure about their appearance go after other people on their appearance because they know it hurts. Well, that's you know, I I mostly sidestep that stuff and I don't respond in kind about their appearance because, quite frankly, most of them I have no idea what they look like. Secondly, I don't, I mean, I have an idea. There's a there's a, a range of archetypes of what they look like. I don't know, though. It's not relevant. What I care about is what did you just say? What how stupid is what you just said? How hateful? How xenophobic? Because, you know, I pointed out that um, uh, aggressive being aggressively mean is not masculine. Being aggressively no. fearful is not masculine. No. These people are so afraid of not being seen as masculine that they're doing things which are not actually masculine. Like if you look at these archetypes that they're still living through, going back, uh, but okay, Clint Eastwood, me... John Wayne, these people, their goal was to defend those who couldn't defend themselves, okay, not to beat me... the crap out of them. Let me give you some perspective about these guys, Ed, because most of them are guys. Some of them are women. Oh my goodness. So-called gender critical women are horrific. But you are experiencing the abuse that these people were on the receiving end from one or both parents. Yeah, that's the what's only the matter? Way... You're, you're, not, you're not a man? You're not going to be a yeah, man? What are you crying? The, oh, yeah, that's the only way people think this is normal. Now, it might not just be parents. It might be school environment. But at some point, I actually get to points where I actually say to someone, who hurt you? And they think I'm making fun of them. And I'm serious. Like, no, who hurt you? Was it your mother? Was it your father? Was it a teacher? And some people block me at that point. The most common response is a block. But some of them will actually trauma dump exactly what a kindergarten teacher said to them. Really? Yeah. It You are dealing... The thing you have to remember about MAGA types or the, you know, the anti-Trudeau types up here. And this does not mean you have to agree with everything Trudeau does. No. There's 
critics and then there is trudeau derangement syndrome right like the 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 vitriol against that guy is just bizarre yeah and uh pierre Foyev, um they, you know how in uh star wars anakin skywalker didn't actually have a father he was yeah. manifested by midichlorians um, easy polyevers adopted um uh, okay so we don't know if this is if this may no, in fact be true easy, he easy. is basically the manifestation of trudeau derangement syndrome everything he says he blames trudeau for things that trudeau had, has nothing no jurisdiction or effect over okay and, but let's face it the entire C- canadian media is helping him with the housing file yeah, the housing, you know, housing, the thing that the uh, federal government doesn't do and provincial and municipal well, governments do, you know, the, the, two, the, the only, two levels of government people show up least for to vote. The only thing that the federal government can do in the short term regard, this is an example of how it works, how how ir- illogical, irrational it is. The only thing the federal government can do in the short term is cut the GST on rent. All right. But I, you know what? I don't have a problem with that. The thing is that won't that'll be a short term thing that will be absorbed by future increases because that doesn't that doesn't help the rate of increase. You know, set five percent. It's five percent now. The GST. Um, five percent of an ever increasing rate due to rising interest rates is still going up. So I like I like your suggestion. Uh, which is that the federal government start offering uh, lower interest uh, mortgages. Okay, but the problem with that is they will lose the next election. Because we're doing that? Yeah, in the short term, it will balloon the debt. I don't think people care about the debt anymore. I really don't. I think the people that do are always going to vote conservative. I think if the federal government takes a lead and says, we're actually taking some serious initiative here, we're going to set up something so that people are not being raked by, uh, I said raked, by the banks. People can say, okay, I like that. I think that's a winner, but I don't think they're going to do it. I think that it, they will like it in the short term, but still the, the, the liberals will lose votes. Because it's this pre-baked idea that conservatives are better at balancing the budget. There is zero evidence Actually, for that. Historically, I hate, I hate to correct you. drive up the debt. Yeah, I hate to, as you said, I hate to correct you. The If you look at the record of conservative governments, not just in Canada, but in the United States, they are typically the worst stewards, of the, stewards of the economy. But people believe they're better at managing the economy. And you cannot talk someone out of that with facts. Well, you they, you know, because they and, see and, conservatives but, as pro-business, therefore right. they must be better at handling money. Have you seen people, how business handles money? People are still saying Trump's not a politician, he's a businessman. I'm sorry, when someone's elected president, you're a successful politician. And that's like when, me saying I'm still a TV host, even though I haven't been on TV in like 20 years. And uh, not only that, but he's as far as a businessman, he has had some of the hugest business losses. Well, that too. How but about they Trump don't... stakes, Trump ties? Remember those? I bet you don't. Yeah, but they don't think about that. They think he has names on on buildings, and people associate being rich with being smart and making good decisions. And being smart and making good decisions aren't the same thing because of that emotion 
what I'm what I'm trying to say is these are irrational impulses. And in order to really persuade, you have to start going, why? Why do you think that? Because you will find they really don't have an answer beyond cherry picked information that they went out hunting for to to validate their pre-existing gut feeling. All right. We got to go to a break there. Um, and when we come back, huh, you know what? Based on what we just talked about, I think we'll talk about the Mandela effect. Okay. Because I think it relates. Okay. To what you just said about people having these notions. Well, the can't... Mandela effect a little interest, a little different, but but similar. We'll talk about that when we come back. Back after this. So let's talk about the Mandela effect, Liana. Okay. Um, this is, and I, I I've heard this term before. It basically means people misremembering something that they think happened. They think they saw it. They think they experienced it. Yep. But which I have in had fact, this happen did to not. me. I've had this happen to me. You've had this happen. I think we've all yeah. had it happen. Yeah, it's, um, it's false memory. False memory. It's and... usually like a co combining of two events involving activation of associated information. Well, I, I heard this. I don't know if I believe this theory, but there's one neuroscientist says that every time you recall a memory. Yeah. You are adding to that memory. Yeah. Uh, current information, your current situation. So when it goes back. Uh, into the in, into the, the the hard drive, and then you call it out again. It now yeah. had the original memory and pieces of the last time you recalled that memory. So it gets yeah. There's a reason why, uh, despite what TV cop shows would have you have you understand, uh, eyewitness testimony is seen as less compelling than uh, what's the term? What uh, the other kind of evidence? Like physical evidence? Um. Constructive evidence, what's the? Well, like a video camera or an audio recording or something like that. Yeah, I forget the term, but people know what I'm talking about. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, so Mandela Effect, named after Nelson Mandela, the yeah. uh, uh, former freedom fighter, uh, anti-apartheid leader and uh, president of South Africa, because there were people who thought for sure he died in prison in the the 1980s mm -hmm. and he in fact was freed from prison mm -hmm. went on to lead a post-apartheid south africa um and there's people who are sure that he died now it's possible they're associating that with i think it was stephen biko who was another okay. african national congress leader who did die in prison who went mm -hmm. to prison with mandela but people they're sure of that they are uh, other examples that were given is uh, people are sure of, and why can't I remember this right now? You had right. one. Well, well, me, I was telling a story to somebody and we had some wild times on the, the late night show. But I realized after I told the story, it was like a half hour after I told the story, I'd combined two memories. So I put the wrong cameraman with us in a story that happened in Finland. Oh, all right. Okay. Eventually and I you realized, realized like, I was remembering it, but I'm like, it couldn't possibly have been that cameraman. He's a guy here. We use local guys in Finland. That's right. 
Christoph, I, I think I his remembered, name was. Yeah, I remember. And then the minute I went, wait a minute, then I remembered the actual cameraman. And I remembered, and, and I put the, the wrong cameraman in a Mardi Gras story, and it wasn't him. It was, it was, it was local stories. It they were all so kind of that was nuts that they mushed together. Yeah, there's in my mind. There's something called fuzzy memories. Yeah. Anyway, uh, another one that people came up with or that was in this podcast listen to was remember the Berenstain Bears? Yeah. People are sure that they were called the Berenstain Bears, and someone changed it later. Now I always <laughs> knew. It was Berenstain because it was an odd departure from the usual yes. Berenstain. So I knew it was Berenstain, but people are convinced that it was changed later. Um, and there's people who believe that because they have these memories of Nelson Mandela dying in prison, that the Berenstain bears were called Berenstain bears. They believe that this proves the uh, time travel, that somebody has gone back in the past and done something which changed uh, the present. I so, remember, but they retain memories of what it was like before the time traveler changed time. And I remember what mine is now. What? I it, the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes. I was sure there was a scene with Oscar the Grouch in that movie. And, and you know, now that you say it, I'm thinking, wait, I think I might remember that. Like I remember Eddie Valiant, Bob Coskins getting tossed out of the speakeasy, and Oscar coming out of the garbage can in the movie. I can find no evidence that that scene ever happened, including in the list of things that were cut from the movie between the theatrical release and the home video release. I can find no evidence. I guess it didn't happen, but I no, remember it was time it a time traveler. Okay, here's the really weird one though, okay? Here's the one, the other stuff is very simply, you you remembered wrong, but in this case, they people remember this movie from the 80s called Shazam, like the Zachary Levi movie based, you know, but this wasn't based on a superhero. It was called Shazam. It was about a genie played by Sinbad. And this one guy worked at a video store. He remembers ordering uh, two copies, even though he thought there's no way people are going to order or going to rent this to make it worth two copies. But he liked the movie anyway. It turns out, and people remember specific scenes, specific mm -hmm. dialogue, specific plot. Turns out that movie, it, it, there is zero evidence that movie ever happened. Um, I, I and, discovered where the Oscar the Grouch thing came from. Where? The Great Muppet Caper. Uh, okay. Miss Piggy throws Peter Houston off into a pile of boxes and trash cans. And Oscar pops out of the trash can. All right, we've solved yours. This okay. one is not as easy to solve. People say, well, you're remembering Kazam, the movie mm -hmm. with, I think it was Shaq. Yeah, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, the one Shaquille I remember. Yeah. And they're saying, no, I know the difference between Shaq and Sinbad, and the plot uh, from Kazam is not the plot from this Shazam that they remember. And people are sure that they remember this movie Shazam, which is distinct from Kazam, one guy was sure that he, he knew where the videotape was at his parents' house. He went and he went to, and the videotape had some other label on it now. And that is the one that is really weird to me. Like, See, and I, I, what's I, interesting okay. to me is I understand somebody in the future taking the technology and the time to go back in time and erase a Sinbad. It, it was Princess Zelda 
that's a video game reference. But they do this whole time loop thing in the well, Legend of Zelda. There are games. many people out there who get that. But All right. I mean, We're... to me, I just assume I'm wrong because I have trauma brain and so weird things happen. But it 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 is unnerving to realize memory can be reassembled that way, which is why you gotta be really, really careful with well, things that I'm you know remembering things from 15 20 years ago i'm gonna look into this shazam thing because i'm a huge fan of the original captain marvel who's what they call shazam now i know yeah. if their shazam movie had come out a movie named shazam without shazam in it, i would have been upset but i'm gonna look i'm gonna look because people are sure they have very distinct memories of this movie i'm gonna look this up maybe it's a time travel plot um that would be the other cool. stuff is not the other stuff is people you've misremembered I wonder if it's some uh, comedy sketch or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Liana can be heard on It's Not Therapy, a great podcast that helps you get through the day, get through the week, get through the month, get through your life. Um, you can hear it on all podcast platforms in the SiriusXM app. I encourage you to do it. There's there's like 55 episodes now. So whatever it is that's plaguing you, you'll find something there. 59. Uh, what's that? 59. 59. Um, and I'm on uh, 94.9 The Rock uh, in uh, the GTA, midnight, uh, uh, Monday to Friday, midnight to 5 a.m. Saturday, midnight to 5 a.m., the all-star version, which plays the best calls of the week. And it's also on therock.fm. You can listen live. And that's it, Leanna. Ready to say your thing? I am. Do it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>